Good morning and Merry Christmas. My name is Jeff. It's my great uh, pleasure to be with you today and to look at this wonderful passage from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14. Can I encourage you, if you have a Bible near you, to have your Bible open? We're going to read again Ephesians 1, 3 to 14. Think about what it means for us this Christmas as we look at God's great Christmas gift. Let's ask God to help us. Let's pray. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, do please help us to understand your word now and uh, thrill us again with the great news of what Jesus has done. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There are lots of things I like about Christmas, but I have to say the thing that I like most about Christmas is this, presents. I like presents. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, um, my family didn't celebrate Christmas, not exactly kosher for a Jewish family to celebrate Christmas, uh, but my, my grandfather was a very, very generous man, and he didn't want us kids to miss out, and so he invented his own celebration at this time of year. Uh, around this time, you might know, um, you might know, around this time of year that uh, Jewish people celebrate a, a festival called Hanukkah, and so my grandfather decided at Christmas to celebrate a new festival. Now, it was remarkably like Christmas, uh, with a tree and presents and a family meal, but it definitely wasn't Christmas, okay? It was called Chanismus. Chanismus. <laughs> now, I didn't care what it was called. I was just glad I didn't have to miss out on the presents. Well, friends, today I want to show you from the Bible something really special. I want to show you that if you're a Christian, if you are relying on Jesus, that God has given you every present you could ever wish for. God has given you the greatest Christmas presents ever. Uh, we're looking at the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, and starting at verse 3. And here in verse 3, the Apostle Paul, he launches into a prayer. It's a prayer of praise to God to say, God, you are so fantastic, so wonderful for what you've done for us. Uh, Paul praises God because he says God has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. Now, blessings are um, blessings are, are good things. You know, if I bless you, I, I, I wish you well. I, I can bless you with something. I can give you a gift, like good gifts like Christmas gifts. But, but these gifts, they're not kind of, you know, socks and undies like your average Christmas gifts. No, they are they're, they're, they're heavenly gifts. They're spiritual gifts. They're, they're not blessings you can touch. Let, let, let's look at the verse. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. The Apostle Paul writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, gifted us, blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So what are these spiritual blessings? Well, that's what Paul goes on to talk about now. He goes on to name the spiritual blessings that God has given. Uh, first, he takes us back to eternity past, to before God even made the world. Paul says that before God even made the world, through Jesus, he chose us to be his holy, blameless children, clean and pure and acceptable before him. Paul says that was God's will. It's what he wanted to do. Paul says it was God's pleasure. It's what he delighted to do. Why? Because of his love. And Paul says, for the praise of his glorious grace, that is, so that for the rest of forever, God's people will say, thank you. Thank you for your brilliant, wonderful gift. Let's have a look at this first gift, verse 4. First gift. 
For God chose us in Christ. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us. He chose us for adoption to to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. I remember when Carmelina and I had been married for about seven years. Uh, By that time, my mother-in-law had knitted about 45,000 booties waiting for us to finally have children. But after about seven years, um, we'd come to the end of our studies. We were living and working here at church, and we decided that it was time to start a family. Uh, We chose to have children. Now, at that point, I didn't know my children, never met them. In, in, In one sense, they didn't even exist yet. But you know what? I already adored them. I was thrilled at the idea that they would exist. And and I chose, before they were even born, to to welcome them into my family. Before I even knew them, I loved them. Before they were even born, I chose them to be my precious children. Friend, think about it for a moment. If you are relying on Jesus, you are God's beloved child. And he has loved you literally forever. Way before he even made the world, God already decided that you'd be his. Way before he even created the universe or the stars, he knew you and he loved you and he determined that you would be his holy, blameless child. If you are relying on Jesus, God has eternally chosen you has that for a nice Christmas gift. That's not bad, is it? One of the things about Christmas gifts, though, it's easy to forget what you've been given. Can you remember what you got for Christmas last year? I usually get... A few years ago, I preached about lint chocolates, and since then, everybody gives me lint chocolates every single year. Please, no more with the lint chocolates, all right? I'm trying to lose some weight. (laughs) I do love lint chocolates. Um, But I... Look, it was probably socks and undies, but I can't really remember what I got for Christmas last year. But you, you don't want to forget God's Christmas gifts. So I want to help us to try to remember God's Christmas gift here this morning. So this one comes with a, a bit of an action and a saying, okay? So here's God's first gift, eternally chosen. Eternally chosen. So here's, here's what we'll go so far. God's great Christmas present, eternally chosen. You reckon you can do it with me? Okay. God's great Christmas present... Eternally chosen, eternally chosen. In Ephesians, Paul now moves on to the time when Jesus came into this world. And he talks about more spiritual gifts that God gave. He says that Jesus, he came, of course, that first Christmas, he lived, but then he died on the cross. He shed his blood, Paul says. That is, he died on a cross as a sacrifice for our sins. And he did it, Paul says, so that we can be redeemed, but the word redeemed means um, it means bought out of slavery. So we, we were in slavery to sin and death and the devil, but Jesus by his blood buys us out of slavery and into God's kingdom. Redeemed. Uh, Paul also says that through God's grace, his kindness, his free gift, we've been forgiven. Forgiven. Through the death of Jesus, all of the wrong things that we've ever done, they're pardoned. The, the, the slate has been wiped clean. God will not hold our sin against us anymore. Verse 7. 
Verse 7 says, in Christ, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Again, it's not pocket money. You don't earn it. It's a free gift from God lavished on us. Just stop and think about that for a moment. Without Jesus, we were in a desperate situation. We are all sinners who have never perfectly loved or obeyed God as he deserves. Worse than that, we have deliberately disobeyed and rejected the maker and judge of this universe. We are justly the objects of his terrifying wrath and judgment. And there was nothing we could do to save ourselves. It's like we were enslaved to sin and death. We were hopeless, we were hapless, we were hell-bound. Things could not have been worse without Jesus. But Jesus shed his blood. He died on that cross for our sin. In agony, not just in physical agony, on that cross Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The, the eternal bond of love between the Father and the Son took into itself our sin. Jesus bore the God-forsakenness that we deserve. How bad was that? Those of us who've done Luke's Gospel this year will remember that as Jesus thought about it, as he contemplated what it would take in the Garden of Gethsemane, his sweat flowed down like blood. It was very, very bad. Jesus shed his blood so we can be bought out of slavery to sin and death, brought into Jesus' kingdom of eternal joy, and so we can be forgiven. Our sin not held against us anymore. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love in Jesus can you get a glimpse of what a blessing that is? Through Jesus, we've gone from the worst possible situation to the best possible situation, literally from hell to heaven. What a stunning Christmas gift. Again, let's find a way to remember it. Can you remember the first Christmas gift, the first one anyone remember? Eternally chosen, eternally chosen. Here's a second action, loved and forgiven in Christ. Okay, so God's great Christmas gift, eternally chosen, loved and forgiven in Christ. Well, now Paul moves on to the future. Paul says that God has revealed the future to his people. He's revealed the future of the universe. It might have been a mystery before. It might have been a secret before. But now the secret is out. Where's this universe heading? Paul says that everything is going to be united under King Jesus. Jesus will be the king of everyone. His enemies will be defeated. His people will be transformed. But either way, everyone everywhere will bow the knee to King Jesus. That is the future of this universe, still in verse 8. With all wisdom and understanding, God made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment. Here's God's great plan. Here's the future revealed. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Now, I'm a, I'm a person who quite likes mystery and suspense, love a good thriller novel, um, enjoy a good... Netflix series or something like that. I like the, the suspense. I like not knowing what's going to happen. But my wife can't stand it. Uh, she can't stand the suspense. 
And so what she does, if she's going to read a thriller, is she starts at the end, the last page. Uh, reads the last page first. Or if we're looking at a, at a Netflix, Netflix series or something like that, she'll Google the ending on her telephone. Um, she finds out how it finishes. Only then can she relax and enjoy the show. Friends, we know the end of our story. God has shown us the last page. This universe will end with Jesus as your king and as everyone's king. If you are his enemy, you will be defeated. If you are his friend, you will be transformed and renewed. No more sin, no more sickness or mourning or crying or pain. You will be what you were always meant to be, delighting in God and all the glorious things that he has in store for your eternity. The future revealed. Again, let's, let's find a way to remember it. Can you remember the first gift? Eternally chosen. The second gift? Loved and forgiven in Christ. Now here's our third Future revealed. Future revealed. So, so, God's great Christmas gift, eternally chosen, loved and forgiven in Christ, future revealed. You want to say it with me? God's great Christmas gift. Actually, now I think about it, we can have a Christmas acronym to go with it. Okay, we've got E for eternally chosen. We've got L for loved and forgiven in Christ. And we've got F for future revealed. God's great Christmas gift is an elf. What a happy Christmas coincidence that is. How very Christmassy indeed. Here's how we could say it. God's great Christmas gift is an elf. Eternally chosen, loved and forgiven in Christ and the future revealed. Should we say it together? God's great Christmas gift is an elf. Eternally chosen loved and forgiven in Christ, and the future revealed. Last section. In this last section, the Apostle Paul makes clear that these blessings are for everyone who relies on Jesus. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you've done. He starts off by talking about uh, the Jewish people, people like himself. The, the first people to become Christians were Jewish people. Jesus himself was Jewish, and the first Christians were Jews. And he says that the, the Jewish people, if they rely on Jesus, they have these eternal blessings chosen by God for his glory. Verse 11, in him, we, and he's talking about Jewish people like himself, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. Paul then turns to the Ephesians. Uh, many of them weren't Jewish. They, they, they were believers in Jesus, but they weren't Jewish. They were what are called Gentiles, non-Jewish people, like the vast majority of people here. Uh, Paul turns to them and he says, extraordinary, wonderful, glorious news. He says, you've been included as well. You've heard the message of Jesus, and if you have put your trust in him, you've been included in Christ as well, and God shows it by giving you his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit who enables you to call on Christ as Lord. His Holy Spirit who enables you to know God as your Father. The Holy Spirit, Paul says, is a seal. Not a seal like that. No, no. It's a seal like a seal on an envelope. It proves that it's yours. Okay? The Holy Spirit is God's stamp of ownership on you. 
This is the Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance like a, a little foretaste of, of, of heaven, of, of the glorious future that awaits you. And it's all given to us so that we can spend eternity praising God for his extraordinarily wonderful, magnificent gifts and for his extraordinary magnificence. Verse 13, read with me. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Friend, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from, and we're from everywhere in our congregation here. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you are relying on Jesus, you receive God's Holy Spirit, and you are united to Jesus, and all these good gifts are yours. You have been blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. If you believe the message about Jesus, it's all yours, guaranteed by the Holy Spirit himself, as, uh, as Stevie Wonder almost put it, signed, sealed, delivered, they're yours, to the praise of the amazing glory and grace and love of God. All right, let's add this to our memory helper. Here's how we could say it. God's great Christmas gift for everyone who trusts Jesus is an elf. God's great Christmas gift for everyone who trusts Jesus is an elf, eternally chosen, loved and forgiven in Christ and the future revealed. Should we say it together? God's great Christmas gift for everyone who trusts Jesus is an elf, eternally chosen, loved and forgiven in Christ, and the future revealed. Can I give you one minute to see if you can turn to the person next to you and say it to them, see if you can tell them? Great, God's great Christmas gift. Well, friends, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. I hope you have a lovely day today. I hope you get lots of nice presents. But I hope more than that, that you'll remember and remember not just at Christmas, but all year, the amazing heavenly presents that are yours from God through Jesus. One more time together. God's great Christmas gift for everyone who trusts Jesus is an elf, eternally chosen, loved and forgiven in Christ, and the future revealed. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your wonderful mercy and kindness to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that through, through him our past is forgiven and our future is secure. Lord, this Christmas we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Be your wonderful grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.